When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is August 8th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. And yeah, SmackDown Live, man. One more week to go until SummerSlam, the biggest show of the summer. And uh, is it feeling real to you, Raj? SummerSlam? No, I thought, I thought SmackDown was kind of a letdown last night. I mean, it wasn't, you know, again, this is one of those things where being two hours helps a lot. If that was show was three hours and it continued with that kind of stuff, I thought it would have been a really bad not bad, but just a really boring show. It, you know, even at two hours, it just, it, I, I didn't think it was that great. And uh, it definitely not for being a week and a half away from SummerSlam. Yeah. You know, I didn't think it was bad, but I'm going to say this. And I can't remember the last time I thought this, that dragged, that really felt like a long SmackDown last night. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought the main event was good, but do I care enough at this point about the new day and the bar to spend 35 minutes? You know, it was long. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good match, but n- not much of a buildup and spend that much time for something that, you know, might be on the pre-show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's going to get made into a triple threat? I don't think so. I I mean, I guess they could. They like to, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers that don't have a spot right now uh, on the SummerSlam card. So, yeah. but I guess they'd have to have a good reason for that and they, you know, they, they got beat clean. Uh, the bar did. So, yeah. But it's just why else bring uh, the bar back? I mean, from exile, right? The bar wasn't on TV for months. You put them in this tournament, you have them put on, uh, you know, these incredible matches, and then, oh, they lose, and that's it. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's the slot they have for them. Because who are the other tag teams on SmackDown right now? Um,. Road Warriors, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, oh, Sanity, Sanity's still a Sanity, thing. but they were they were in the tournament as well. So yeah, I, mean, I guess just to get another team in. But uh, yeah, I, w- I was surprised. I, I kind of assumed it would be the bar, even though they don't like to do heel versus heel, and that that dynamic dynamic I thought would be a little weird with the bar and, and the Bludgeon Brothers. But it, it was at least something different. Um, 
but now they went with the New Day, and I'm sure the New Day would get a good reaction. And I personally hope the New Day win, even though I find the New Day pretty stale. But I, I still find their act better than the Bludgeon Brothers. But one of the, you know, Biggie des- desperately needs to move on to a singles run. Yeah, and Harper last night kind of talking in his own voice for the beginning of that promo. Yeah, yeah, it kind of threw me off a little bit too. Their promos are just way too scripted and and telegraphed for me. That. Uh, I don't know. They, that that team just isn't doing it for me. I prefer, you know, I think the Bar, the Usos, and the New Day are such great, talented tag teams. And, and, and you know, the Bludgeon Brothers are in the ring, but th- their gimmick just kind of kills it. Yeah. Did you watch uh, Table for Three this week? I did not. Was that was that good? Uh, Nia, Nia Jax, Natalia, and Beth Phoenix. One thing that was interesting is they were talking, Natalia specifically, about the difference between Raw and SmackDown. And Nia's talking about Raw's this high-pressure situation and SmackDown's so laid back. Uh, that's probably going to change once they move to Fox. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. You yeah. know, because SmackDown feels like that most weeks. Last night did not feel that way. Last night felt like they were trying to cram in a lot and it just dragged and dragged and dragged, though, strangely, even with more stuff. Um, yeah, there, or- there were quite a few things I found that were, that were good on it, but it, with all the mediocrity, it, it kind of brought it down. Yeah, so Randy Orton... Opened the show last night, coming out, cutting a pretty long promo, putting Randy front and center, um, talking about attacking Jeff Hardy. So this is going to be a triple threat, right? You would think so. I mean, he's kind of been involved in all their angles. Um, maybe they're saving it for next week. I, I, w- I would assume. That I haven't seen any leaked ads or anything, put, you know, having Orton in that match. But uh, I'm just with the way they're building it, I would guess so. Yeah. Uh, I thought the promo was okay. It, it's this is a better angle for Randy than he's had in quite some time. Some motivation, but at the same time, I don't know. Did this promo do anything for you? I thought Orton was really good here. I think yeah. he's he's very natural and and but you know it's kind of to what I talked about. You know what we we talked about a, a couple weeks ago where I preferred to be something more personal with him and Jeff as opposed to he's just mad at the fans and is attacking their favorites. I think having something that Jeff did during his time off, like maybe finding out that Jeff got his U.S. title shot when it was supposed to go to him, you know, something that made it personal between the two of them as opposed to I'm just mad at the fans because they don't respect me. It seems Orton would be too big to really care about that at this stage. But I, that being said, I thought Orton is on fire as a heel. I think he he comes across as a, as a you know main event guy, whereas he's seen more... He seemed more underneath before that. Uh, yeah, for the last for the last couple of years, he seems more engaged than he has in quite some time. Yeah, he seems motivated. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I'm curious how this match is going to go. I think it'll be good, but man, what a mix of eras to have Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, and Shinsuke Nakamura together in the ring for a U.S. title. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be good, but uh, yeah, I want to I want to see a little bit more with this. And Hart, you know what I don't like is I don't like Jeff Hardy being so passive in this feud. Yeah, he's kind of done nothing. Um, you would think after the, you know that ear thing that he would be uh, a little more uh, aggressive. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's weird also to build that feud if that's not the SummerSlam match. You know, assuming Orton doesn't get added into the Triple Threat, if it really is. Hardy and Nakamura, and it's just <laughs> kind of weird to have this on the side. So you, you yeah. got to think they're adding Orton. 
Orton. Yeah. yeah. No, it has to make sense. I mean, it just makes too much sense. Um, speaking of triple threats, we are going to have Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Carmella for the Women's Championship at SummerSlam. In advance of that last night, we had the Iconics versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch with Carmella on commentary. Backstage, uh, Becky and Charlotte getting a bit of development in this story, talking about going against each other as part of that triple threat at SummerSlam, uh, taking shots at Sasha Banks and yeah. Bailey, which I loved. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then having this tag match. Yeah, I mean, this was basically, this is, with the women's division, this is about as much of, of a jobber's match as you could have, right? Like a squash yeah. match, uh, in, in a sense, and that the Iconics never win. Uh, the fans don't care about them. They got boring chants for their promos. Oh, my God. That boring chants. That was crazy last night that they were getting those chants. Yeah, they're, you know, they're more, they're reminding more and more of Jillian Hall. And Jillian Hall did her act well. But it's not main event heat, and it's just the kind that you, you just find kind of corny, campy, whatever. And um, I just feel like that's where they're at. I mean, it's not looking good for them right now. No, I mean that was that was just downright bad last night because um, they haven't been used a lot, and then to get that kind of response, right? Yeah. So I mean, that being said, I do like that Charlotte was added to that match because I think. I've said it before with Alexa too. I just feel like they're kind of bringing down the women's division to be taken seriously. You need someone on top that, that can be taken seriously. I'd what I'd like to see. And so I think adding Charlotte, at least Charlotte and Becky can have a good match. I don't think Becky and Carmella would have anything special. I'm, I'm nervous that they're going to have Carmella win anyway. I'd like to see Charlotte win it and Becky just finally snap and, and turn on Charlotte and beat her down. Uh, so we'll see, but yeah, I think, that, yeah, I think it's the right move to make it a triple threat. Just, you know, for that reason, I think it'll make the match a lot better. Uh, Christopher in the chat is predicting this. And I think Justin Labar has as well. Do you think Oscar's going to get added and make it a fatal four way at SummerSlam? I mean, I, I mean, it would still, it would make the match even better. Yeah. But I, it, it seems weird for her to, I mean, I, you know, how often does WWE necessarily make storyline sense? But the fact that she's been beaten her last couple times then to get another shot seems odd. But I could I could see them doing that. It seems weird yeah. that she doesn't have a spot at all on the show. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Uh, chased off by Ellsworth. Very but, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have a spot on the show. Sasha and Bailey right now don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, Charlotte and Becky won that match. Charlotte with the figure eight on Peyton for the submission win. And then Charlotte and Becky uh, uh, hugging in the ring after their victory. Standing tall. Good uh, promo backstage with the New Day and Renee Young last night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the New Day, they're entertaining. I just feel like the act has gone on a long time. I'd, I'd like to see something different from them. But it was it was entertaining. It cracked Renee up. Yeah, was Kofi fun. was Kofi was good here. Okay, you know, I mean, it's occurring to me. I'm like, why did the show seem so long? Because we had the Randy match, we had this match. So we had Randy in the ring opening the show, talking for an extended period of time. And then we had AJ Styles like two segments later in the ring, talking for an extended period of time, answering uh, Samoa Joe's promo from last week. I thought this got really real at one point from AJ. Did you feel that? Like AJ was trying to sort of keep in the zone and not break when he was doing that sort of shoulder thing after he was talking about his kids and not being there and his wife essentially being a single mom for the majority of their relationship. You know, I, I thought 
I thought AJ was really good here. I thought this was one of the better promos he's cut in a while. Yeah. This feud is not resonating with me. Um, I mean, Styles and Joe, I think, can steal the show, obviously. But Joe bringing up his wife, it just seems so random with the family, especially when they're all pretty much on the same travel schedule. Yeah. And uh, AJ's actually had less of the schedule the last couple months than, than Joe, you know, than a lot of the other guys have. So the the reason for the feud is not resonating with me. I like I keep forgetting that they're wrestling at SummerSlam. I, I feel like they're the big storylines missing. But I thought AJ's delivery was great. Just yeah. You you know what's funny about that? So last night I'm watching this promo at the beginning, and I was like sorting my mail, and they're talking about AJ versus Samoa Joe at SummerSlam, and I was like. What? I thought AJ was going against Rusev at SummerSlam. Like, that's my mind has been that much on autopilot with the AJ Styles right. feuds. Yeah, yeah. Months. It's just been like a, an afterthought, and it shouldn't yeah. be. And then I think part of the reason is just how they treat it. Like, AJ's segments are usually at the beginning or the middle of the show. He's never on at the end. Uh, it, it's just, I don't know. It, it just feels like an afterthought, and I wish it would be more. But, I, I, you know, again, I think AJ cut a great, you know, one of the better promos that he's done. I thought Samoa Joe looked... And he's got that weird, that weird shiner. It's like half of a shiner under his eye. Which yeah, looks even more dangerous. It looks creepy, but um, but yeah. So uh, to your point about why the show felt so long, it was because like nothing happened. Yeah, you missed the show, and the only thing you missed is that um, the new it's the new day at SummerSlam. You know, other than that, it's just been, it was kind of autopilot. Yeah. Um... Well, so last night, Aiden English apologizes to Rusev and Lana backstage in advance of Lana's match with Zelina Vega, her rematch. Uh, of course, what happens? Lana versus Zelina Vega. Aiden English interferes somehow again, costing Lana the win. Um, are they breaking up Rusev Day? Yeah, I think I think that's clear. Um, I, I feel bad for Aiden in this. I don't think things are going to look good for him after they break up. Uh, I, I wouldn't do it yet. I feel like they're, you know, with the three of them, they haven't really, because Lana was teasing something a few months ago, and then they kind of split off again with just yeah. Aiden and Rusev. So with the three of them together, I'd give it more time to breathe and have them more as a threesome for a while before uh, going with the breakup. Uh, what do you think? I feel like they've always got that in their back pocket with the breakup. Why pull the trigger on that now? Yeah, unless the plan is for a big, you know, uh, push for Rusev. Yeah, which you still could do with Aiden. Um, yeah, I just don't think I don't think it's needed yet. It doesn't feel like it's stale, you know. Yet I think they haven't turned babyface yet officially. I guess. Well, with this almost feud. I guess they're kind of the babyfaces, so maybe maybe that's the turn. But you know, let them breathe a bit as a babyface unit before breaking them up. Well, and I think they're still getting reactions, uh, you know, despite the bad booking. Um, and I think L Lana, I can't, I can't tell what she's doing differently. I don't know. She's wearing uh, colored contacts. Is it her eye makeup? Her look is a little different and more intense. And if you notice Graves putting her over with how much she's improved, I mean, it's, I, I think there's something there. They just have to give her a little more of a storyline in this. I guess. But do you, what do you think of her match with Vega last week? I thought it was okay. I mean, look, as far as Lana matches go, let me put it this way. I'm kind of watching them now as opposed to just kind of like, oh, please, God, let it end. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was one of the weakest women's matches in a while. And a part of it was it went so long. It went like two segments. It I was a very was long match. better, but it was, there was yeah. not – they don't need to go this long with the two of them. Uh, I, my guess, 
And SummerSlam, we'll, we'll run through the card here after, but SummerSlam is, you know, already got like 11 matches. Yeah. Um, it seems like they're going for Rusev and Lana versus Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas. And that's great. Um, I actually love that idea. Yeah, but just with how many matches they already have on that show, uh, my guess is it would be kept short. But, um, but um, Yeah, yeah. So uh, Vega got the running knees to win that last night. Okay, uh, this was the high point of last night. This storyline. R-Truth versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This promo backstage. I'd forgotten how great R-Truth could be in these in these segments. That the whole thing with Shinsuke last night about you know challenging Carmella for a match to get the championship title, understanding Nakamura speaking Japanese. I just I think our truth came in last night looking uh you know like an old familiar face, but a star nonetheless. And this is a guy that just you know disappears now for six months at a time. Yeah, I I, I actually like Nakamura better in this segment. I like that he was more no nonsense. You know, our truth some people like it. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've laughed at his stuff a few times in total. So. <laughs> the way you say it, it's, you're talking about the way someone's like, yes, I'm aware of Larry the Cable Guy. Some of the jokes did indeed make me laugh, but you know, <laughs> it's Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, no, I thought the segment was good. I was, I mean, it was surprising, right? Normally he'll just show up and then it won't lead to a match uh, or, or he'll just uh, get his ass kicked. Um, it, it did last time too with Samoa Joe. Since, yeah, since he's bitten back, but he looks uh, in great shape, by the way. Absolutely, that, that man does not age. He's fantastic, fantastic shape. So they set that match for later in the night. But before that, we had the Miz and Daniel Bryan, and this was really the Miz cutting a lengthy promo, and then Bryan coming in and beating the crap out of him, further hyping their match for SummerSlam. Is this living up to your expectations? This feud. <sighs> I hate being so negative on everything on this show. I, I really like the segment, but this match doesn't feel like near what it was a year ago. If you were to say like, you know, Daniel Bryan's going to come back and face the Miz on a pay-per-view, right? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it'll be almost two years to the day. I think it'll be nine uh, days short yeah. of that original talking smack showdown they had. Yeah. I think the Miz's promo is great. I like Daniel Bryan attacking him. Miz laid him out again. Yeah. Uh, you know, Daniel Bryan hasn't re-signed, so the Miz is getting the better of all these exchanges. And then if he beats him at SummerSlam, just you know, it's uh, it really brings Daniel Bryan down a lot. Not only getting punked at every every turn, but then losing. But you know, once if someone's not re-signing, you don't you don't push him either. So I get yeah. it. Yeah, it's a step up from his uh, feud with Big Cass or Big Kaz, as he's now known on the Indies. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the feud. there's nothing wrong with this feud. It's just it's another thing. It's it's something that you wouldn't think would be an afterthought, and then you almost have, you have, almost have to remind yourself, oh yeah, Daniel Bryan's going to wrestle the Miz at SummerSlam. Yeah. Whereas yeah. after the Talking Smack thing, that seemed like a WrestleMania match, you know? Yeah. So maybe that's part of it. Just the not resigning. They're just uh, going through the motions, of getting it out of the way. I watched Miz and Mrs. the first episode. <sighs> the script. Okay. I love The Miz, I love Maurice, I loved everything that was looking at their lives, but this scripted reality of the forced plots they're doing yeah. that are like weak sitcom plots, not yeah. even from the 80s, like like from the 70s, um, I could not make it through more than one episode. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see what you're saying. For me, I found it easy to watch, but yes, the it was so obvious, those uh, 
those little plots that were that were scripted. But you know, it was what I said a couple of weeks ago. I felt like Maurice sold those a lot better and was a lot more natural in those uh, segments than Miz. Miz yeah. definitely seemed like he was acting. I saw part of last night's too, and they they had another similar thing where Miz is, you know, Maurice kept ordering. Uh, these expensive truffles, they didn't know the price and it came out to like 600 bucks. But, you know. Um, this is where we're at. It's entertaining. I, I like it better than Total Bellas and Total Divas because it's it's, it's more light, light and just frothy and you just it's just on in the background, but I would not be watching it otherwise. It just seems weird to me that they have like a writer's room of producers that people like, okay, what could we do for plots? Uh, <laughs> I know he, he hears nude photo shoot. It's supposed to be implied nude photo shoot. He shows up naked. Hilarity ensues. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. they're not trying very hard. It's like three's company plots. Like they're, we're going back and watching old episodes of three's company and, you know, taking old storylines from that and, and, you know, changing it a little bit. Yeah. Although you can't really have great misunderstanding plots when you only have two main characters, you need, more people involved, I think, to really wring some humor out of that situation. They threw his dad in last week. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I'm going to try and watch it. You know, over the weekend, I was catching up, uh, rewatching some Better Call Saul in anticipation of the premiere this week. Started watching that show Succession on HBO. And we tried watching Ms. and Mrs. And after one episode, it was like, I've got other stuff. I totally forgot about Better Call Saul. Oh, do, you know, but you know what that show... I, I actually think that sometimes is better. I don't. I don't know your views on this, but sometimes, especially with the season premieres, like they let those that show breathe so much, it's better sometimes to have two in the bank to watch back to back. Yeah, I mean that's probably yeah. what I'll end up doing. Yeah, but it was uh, it was good, yeah. high quality show. Um, so Shinsuke Nakamura versus Our Truth happened, and I think what surprised me about this is this went on for a while for an Our Truth match. You mean, do you say Miz in our truth or oh, no, no, Shinsuke in our truth? Yeah, Shinsuke in our truth. Um, I mean, they it was the same thing with Joe against our truth. They, they, they're you know, I think they respect him, so they're they're not doing a total squash, but this was pretty much a squash. I mean, Nakamura was oh, yeah, kind of really kicking the crap out of him. Nakamura, I thought, looked really good as a heel here. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, I thought, uh, our truth, you know, his entrance was good audience popped for that uh i thought the match went on for a while i enjoyed it uh yeah i just think he's at the stage of the career where this is what our truth is doing now but nakamura it made him look dominant and uh yeah jeff hardy really looks like a punk in this feud yeah he hasn't gotten he hasn't even tried to get any revenge that i can remember yeah um bludgeon brothers got a squash match last night who was that they were uh what were the joke they one were guy looked to? like he was uh channeling santino morella yeah they were saying towards it taz jr with uh yeah <laughs> yeah i think taz is taking some shots at Corey graves so i'm sure that was uh that was a receipt or something yeah yeah uh so yeah bludgeon brothers look dominant came out another squash another nothing nothing match yeah, and then the SummerSlam Tag Team Tournament Finals, the Bar versus New Day, figuring out who's going to face the Bludger Brothers at SummerSlam. And uh, this went on a long time. I think I, I had in my mind the Bar was going to win this. So when the false finishes were happening, I was, I was just sort of waiting. But uh, yeah, New Day hit the midnight hour on Cesaro and got the win at the very end. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was kind of in the same boat. I realized that the New Day was winning when towards the end when you know Cesaro had him in the sharpshooter forever. And yeah. I was like, oh, they're going to have the New Day win this, and and boom. So, uh, you know, I think that the New Day will probably have 
I think this match will have a lot more crowd response with the New Day in it than it would have with the bar. Yeah. So, I mean, it's in, in that sense, it's, it's probably the right move. Yeah. I, I just, it's just sucks seeing the bar where they're at because they're both so talented and they're not being used. Yeah. I, I feel like this just went on a little bit too long with this match last night, but it was good. It was just yeah. a very long match. Yeah. Um, guys, see, we talk about it now, but this felt like the longest SmackDown episode in quite some time. Yeah. It just, it was nothing. I thought it was just there. Yeah. Um, and I thought SmackDown the last couple of weeks had been really good. So I was a little dis- really disappointed with it, especially with how Raw was really nothing either, except for the Paul Heyman promo. And the- Yeah. It's weird. So last night before SmackDown, um, we watched Table for Three, and I finally watched the Elias documentary. Yeah. That, that must be where all the great writing has gone. <laughs> WWE recently. I'm sure a lot of that is just Elias just winging it. Oh my God. That lyric, it's 14 days till tomorrow. And I was just like, that's so stupid yet so believable. Someone would sing that. I was just, there was, there was a lot of brilliance, uh, probably on the, you know, not quite on the level of spinal tap, but, uh, it was up there. One of the best music mockumentaries, uh, that I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Janelle pointing out in the chat that SmackDown wasn't bad. I didn't say it was bad. It just was nothing. It was just there. Yeah. It was an easy, yeah. missable. It's kind of boring, but it wasn't necessarily bad. Yeah, this is the reality we're in. Yeah, if you yeah, if you're a wrestling fan, can just watch wrestling and and don't care about storyline advancement and stuff. I thought the show was totally fine. But is there some? I mean, I guess there are. There are people out there like I just like to watch guys wrestle and women. Yeah, I was, you know, before I had kids and and really before I uh, before I got married, um, I was kind of like that. I could just watch wrestling all the time, anytime. Um, and now, you know, when you're a lot more picky with your time, you feel kind of cheated when the, not, there's nothing happening. Like now, I, I, I don't know. I feel like the, the storylines mean a lot more. Yeah. For me, it's got to, you could have a weak wrestling match with a good story and I'm in, but if I'm just watching for pure wrestling, it's, I mean, that's where it's got to be, you know, lots of spots, really interesting storytelling in the ring, something more. Something. Um, yeah, but this, uh, Oh, SummerSlam. And then uh, Evolution is the next pay-per-view after that? Uh, no, Hell in a Cell. Oh, that's right. Wow. Oh, it's going to be a long year, Rush. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's we, Yeah, we have, really have no idea where they're going with Hell in a Cell. So. Yeah. Um, so what else is going on? The world of, res- uh, world of wrestling. Dean Ambrose, is he returning soon? Yep, he's pretty much, uh, it sounds like he's close to being cleared if he's not cleared already. So I'd guess, you know, this whole Drew and Dolph leads to Ambrose coming back with Rollins. I like the suggestion that someone made on Monday uh, about Ambrose turning on Rollins. Because that would be a fresh, it it freshened Ambrose up because he was getting kind of stale there. uh, for, for He's been stale for a while now. So that's something I think would be good to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I, do you think SummerSlam or the night after? Um, maybe SummerSlam, uh, because since they got the match already, I could see. I don't. I don't know if the. I think Rollins losing again would hurt him, but I can almost see McIntyre costing. Or no, maybe McIntyre keeps interfering for for uh, Ziggler. Ambrose interferes, leads to a Rollins win. That's how I do it. Yeah. Sam Adonis 
banned from a wrestling promotion. That's Corey Graves' brother, correct? That's Corey Graves' brother, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this past weekend, uh, so Sam Adonis, he, you know, he, he uses uh, he, kind of political uh, political heat. He, he's in Mexico. He, he waves around a Donald Trump flag in Mexico. Um, but this past weekend, he used some homophobic slurs during a Revolution of Pro promo. Uh, promo and, uh, you know, I think he realized it afterwards uh, and he apologized. But Revolution Pro uh, issued a statement that he will not be invited back. Wow. So they had shot an angle. It was, you know, it was written. The angle was done for him to uh, come back. But that's not happening now. Uh, I want to back up a second. Theoretical slip of the tongue there. How has no one in the last 20 years ever used the term homophobic to describe like Eminem or a rapper or a rap, you know, someone rapper that uses homophobic language in a freestyle? Raj, I think you're onto something. You know. what, what do you mean? You you had this little bit of sun said homophobic, and I was like, oh. wait a second. I was like, that's kind of brilliant. How has nobody ever used that before? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because in hip hop, especially in freestyles, guys sometimes drop random things, uh, but it's almost subconscious at a certain point. Uh, no, but yeah, it is weird that he would use that in a promo um, and have that. I don't know. I mean, I think there aren't there some basic things these days. Yeah, it should be common sense. Yeah. It's a different day. I mean, you should just have common sense with that kind of stuff. I, you know, it's, but he was doing it in character. So, you know, it's one of those things <laughs> you're doing, in, you know, when people make the comparison that, oh, they do it on TV shows or movies. But wrestling is very different than that. You're doing it in a crowd of people uh, acting like you're that person. You don't see on a t- you know, talk show where someone's like, you know, here comes uh, Colby Lopez, who go, you know, who who <laughs> performs as Seth Rollins. You know, they're out there. You're too much of your character that you, you just need to know better about that. It's fine to get cheap heat. It's fine to get political heat, but you you got to know in this day and age what lines there are. Yeah, it is sort of. Uh, it's not well. There was a thing recently with the the Nazi guy, right? The wrestler yeah. that was coming yeah, out there was, was doing a Nazi that. wrestler in Pennsylvania that uh, was also a school teacher. <laughs> and then you have it was I think his name is Blitzkrieg. And then you have like these kids in the front row that are like cheering for him, like yeah. So you talk about making wrestling look like it's uh, you know in, in the Stone Age. There you go. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I think. If that's all you got, you don't have much, you know. If, if that's what you're leaning on, yeah, yeah. If, if if that's the way you're pushing the buttons, you're 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 reaching the the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, but then again, what's that rapper or not rap? Well, I'm saying rapper. What's that wrestler? Uh, was it uh, Kentucky? The one that does like the liberal progressive, the liberal Democrat comes out with the Hillary Clinton shirt, right? Uses that to get heat there. Yeah. So. But he's not using racial slurs and stuff. Even that, I still think is it's easy and it's it's not that creative. But uh, it, it's more comedy than hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I still think the laziest thing is like you know, shit on the local sports team. Oh yeah. For he, I mean, it's just really that's all you got at this point. Um. So is that why is the Sam Adonis thing? Is that why Graves like was throwing his Twitter tantrum the other it night? Happened, it happened that same night. Um. Corey Graves and then Corey Graves hadn't tweeted since. So, um, you know, he's criticized social media. 
Uh, then... <laughs> that's just, that's what he criticized social media. It's like, well, oh, if people are directing the anger at him, then I can yeah. see that being annoying because sure. he's not his brother. Um, so, yeah, if, well, if, if that's what it was. We're living in a different world now. Have you gone back, Raj? Have you deleted old tweets? And it's a good thing I don't tweet that often. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I think uh, the most controversial thing people find is, you know, kind of like, oh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was enjoyable. And it'd be like, how dare Glenn say that? You know, it's just, yeah, random views about media, mostly. I think I've always tried to, to think, uh, especially when making jokes, that's what gets people in trouble the most, it seems, on Twitter. Yeah. Well, and that happened, I mean, that's, that's not in our rundown, but didn't that happen last week where Dillinger and a couple other guys were apologizing about tweets from five years ago because they were making jokes on Twitter? Yeah, there's a uh, Ty Dillinger and Cedric Alexander both had made flippant rape tweets uh, like <laughs> six years ago. I'm laughing because just that sentence is just so ridiculous. Yeah, it's... You, you have a microscope on you when you're on Twitter. And, you know, the fact that people can go back six years and search for stuff, James, you know, this billion dollar franchise with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, changed the director because of old tweets that were supposed to be, they were stupid, but um, oh, they were supposed to be funny. And uh, anyway, you know, that's uh, just be smart. Yeah. Or just at least if you're not going to be smart, at least don't be stupid. Yeah. So we got some time while we run down the SummerSlam, SummerSlam card. Why don't we yeah. all, we'll also take some uh, questions from the chat as we're going through Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, SummerSlam, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, two years in the making. If I, I've got to think if Daniel Bryan resigns, he's winning. He's been punked every week. Uh, or if they have a good indication that he's going to resign, he's winning. Otherwise, it'll be The Miz. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor versus Constable Baron Corbin. And did you see the graphic last night? The graphic that said Constable Corbin. Like, that's his nah. billing. <laughs> yeah. CC. So he's now CC. Um, I think Finn's got to win this. Yeah. I mean, Corbin just beat him so clean last time. Kicked the crap out of him. And I think that was just to set up his match with Roman this week. And now Finn can get his win back, so. How come, you know, with Corbin doing the little thing, how come uh, how come Hornswoggle or a little person has not made an appearance impersonating Finn Balor yet? That seems like the WWE's go-to joke. Maybe after the bad experience with the Cass angle, they've <laughs> decided to stop doing that for now. Well, someone's asked about Nia Jax. She said, she said recently that she was injured um, and she's rehabbing an injury. So okay. there's that. Uh, Shinsuke versus Jeff Hardy for the SmackDown U.S. title. Uh, we anticipate Randy Orton will be added to this match. I would think so. Um, either way, I see Shinsuke retaining. If Orton's in it, I could see him taking out Hardy and Shinsuke throwing Orton out and getting the pin. But I, yeah. I see Shinsuke retaining. I think Shinsuke, he just needs a good feud. Uh, he, he's won the U.S. title and had, kind of had nothing because Jeff's been, you know, his focus has been more on Randy. So uh, they just need to get a good baby face in there for him. And, you know, if they did the Rusev turn, that would be something. Mm -hmm. if, if he is, in fact, a baby face. I agree. Uh, Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight Championship. The Forgotten Championship on Raw. <sighs> yeah. I, I almost think Gulak... Um, I, I, I like. I think Cedric should win it, but I could see them going with Gulak just because Cedric's has had it for a while. 
there's been no real momentum with 205 Live. The crowd responses haven't changed. The matches have been great. Like last sure. night, the main event was awesome, but it's, it just feels like they're treading water. There's just putting on good matches that no one cares about or is watching. Yeah, it's weird. How is that happening still? I mean, NXT, how long was NXT in its current incarnation on before the buzz was, oh my God, you know, everyone needs to watch NXT. They're doing some amazing stuff there. And with 205 Live, people talk about it every week, how great the wrestling is, but it's not catching. Because it's such a small percentage. Uh, you know, I think part of it is just moving it before the SmackDown tapings would help when the crowd is more energized. But the reality also is that the crowd doesn't seem to know who these guys are. Yeah. Um, and so even if it's on before, it's hard to get them invested in a match when they don't know True. who half the wrestlers are. So, I, I mean, I, I've been saying it forever. It should be combined with NXT. It deepens that roster. You could do two hours of NXT instead of one. And it just gives you more touring options. Yeah. Um, Carmella versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Do we think uh, Charlotte gets it? Oh, so, uh, real quick. Yeah, actually, yeah. some people are bringing up uh, the Leo Rush, uh, oh. Leo Rush push, and yeah, I could see Cedric holding on and move on to Leo Rush. So I agree with that. Yeah, SmackDown Women's Title, Charlotte. Is it time? Is it time for for that and start building towards her versus Ronda at WrestleMania 35? I hope so. I think SmackDown Women's Championship has done nothing since WrestleMania. Think Charlotte winning it and feuding with Becky would be the way to go. I think that's the best thing that they can do with the women's division right now. And then, yeah, do this, do the slow push towards a match with Ronda. So no women's tag division imminent anymore. It doesn't seem like it. No. Yeah, it was weird that everyone was talking about that and then nothing. Well, I mean, Sasha had been teasing it, but it it, it does make it. It does raise a lot of questions then. Like, do you just have it on Raw? Do you just have it on SmackDown? Mm -hmm. If you have it on both, you definitely don't have the depth right now on either brand for a, a tag division. So um, there's just that, you know, because if you have it on one, they're, they're so into the equality right now with men and women, then it becomes like, well, men have tag titles on each brand, shouldn't women? And, you know, someone's just, Why even speaking of which, someone's asking about Ember Moon. Oh, yeah. She was non rod, just she's not injured or anything. It's just, you know, uh, the, the slots that they have available. Yeah. This was not a great week for women uh, on Raw, even with Ronda having the, the main event. I mean, the uh, Becky Sasha thing yeah. wasn't towards the end. Yeah, but you had Ruby Riot come back. Um, sure. Uh, you know, Rousey, that's probably the highest Raw profile match to date for a, yeah. for a woman. So I, I would. True. I, I think it was a good week. Just number um, of segments, though, you know, and how early they were in the show. Remember, a couple weeks ago, they were opening the show every week with something. And this time it was more towards the end. But, hey, I get it. You know, Brock and Roman. They're and gonna the end is supposed to be the most important. Well, the, <laughs> the last segment is, is supposed to be the most important. True. And it definitely was this week. I mean, it was the most yeah. important segment on Raw. Yeah. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship. Dolph. Uh, I'm going to go with Rollins after Ambrose comes back and thwarts off uh, McIntyre. Yeah, I could see that. And maybe you do a turn after that. So Dolph wants the, you know, helps Rollins win, turns on him, wants the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens for the Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, Braun Strowman. Yeah. And the Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day. 
for tag team championship on SmackDown? I hope the New Day. I, th I think the Bludgeon Brothers are kind of out of teams now. I mean, you know, they like to do the heel versus face dynamic, and they're kind of out. Yeah. So at least with the New Day, you could do Sanity. Um, you could do the bar, even though, granted, that's been done to death in the past. But yeah, on SmackDown, it's something new. It's been long enough that it's new. So I'm going to go New Day. And then AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the WWE title. Someone real quick, someone's in the chat room pointing out how do you go from an Iron Man match to a regular match? No kidding. Shouldn't the Iron Man match be shouldn't the stipulation match be you know the last one, the blow off? As yeah, a, a regular match being the blow off. I agree with that. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Len. AJ versus Samoa Joe for the WWE championship. AJ, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'd like it to be Samoa Joe. I just think AJ, as a champion, has been fantastic in the ring. I'm trying to think of a great AJ story that we've had his entire run in the WWE. Him and Cena? Uh, him and Ambrose? And Those then... Are, I think, uh, yeah. yeah. I got nothing and, else. And him and Reigns. Him and Reigns was hot. Yeah. Kind of. But I mean, that was Reigns when Reigns was champion, AJ chasing. That lasted. That was just for one pay per view, right? That was payback. No, there's a couple of pay per views. And they had the club and like AJ reuniting with the club, turning heel. Um, and then, you know, Roman had the Usos. And th those matches were awesome. And then, uh, yeah, I think AJ versus Cena was, the, I thought that feud was great. Oh. Yeah, AJ Cena was fantastic. You know what's funny is I was thinking about AJ Reigns. If you're talking about that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was back before I was doing the podcast. So I didn't have to watch every single thing that happened. I yeah. literally used to, like, get raw a couple days later and just skip around. Be like, well, I can skip past this. I can skip past this. Yeah. Cool. Oh, what luxuries. Um, yeah, I'd like to see a, a good feud for AJ and hope maybe Orton, you know, Orton's motivated. I think it's too soon with Orton because he hasn't gotten, you know, done a singles match with hardy yet and even with the three-way i feel like they got to have that pay-per-view singles match before you go uh orton to styles yeah how do you think that's gonna end orton and, orton and styles yeah i could see them doing the title change there yeah absolutely uh alexa bliss versus ronda rousey is ronda gonna get the roger women's championship this time or are they gonna find a way to keep it off her again <sighs> Man, I almost feel like you have to because then that's like two. She's had, you know, three singles matches. Two were title shots, and she didn't win the title in either. So, so I almost feel like you have to win. She has to win the title here. And or Nia Jax comes back DQ. Yeah, I mean, she's not losing. She, Alexa Bliss isn't beating Ronda Rousey by pin or submission, <laughs> right? So it's just, it, does she get cheated out of a victory? Uh, like, does she get DQ'd or something, or does she win the title? I think she wins it. Plus, I think it looks good for WWE to have Ronda Rousey with the belt out doing media and pub and everything. Yeah, she got that movie coming out. Mile 22, I think that's out this, this weekend. Is it? I think so. It's going up against the Meg? Could be the, it could be next week, I don't know. Um, yeah, so they, they had cut her role quite a bit in that movie. She was uh, originally... But the breakout star of Entourage, the movie, is somehow being cut from Mile 22? Yeah. Let's see. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, next weekend. Probably to avoid the Meg, which looks like the best film of the entire summer. What's the Meg? The giant Megalodon shark with Jason Statham. Hmm. 
You're you're a shark movie guy? Uh, not since Jaws. <laughs> you know, like Deep Blue Sea, The Shallows, Shark Night, which was sharks in a lake. No, nah, well, there was one. Um, there was one where it was kind of realistic. They're on a boat. Oh, open trip. water. Yeah, open water was good. That was just depressing. Why would I watch that? <laughs> like, but it was realistic. Yeah, that's too real, man. No, I want like just I want it all to be like Jaws. But I'm but sure no, they'd I... rather go against the Meg than SummerSlam. But you know, Miles Twenty Two. But is, the good though, thing with yeah. this, with all the the, the media that Ronda's doing, she she does plug SummerSlam a little bit. That's true. Absolutely. But it's out on the seventeenth. Yeah. Oh, 47 meters down. I forgot about that one. That one was okay. That was with Mandy Moore in a shark cage at the bottom of the ocean. Um, man, I love shark movies. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship. Is it going to happen, Raj? Is Roman Reigns going to get the title finally? You know, I, I do like the build for this match, but I think, I think Lesnar's been fantastic. I think the Heyman-Lesnar, that whole dynamic has been great. I just think it'd be. I think it'd be much better if Seth Rollins was his, was in Reigns' spot than uh, and yeah. they had kept him strong over the summer and, and built Rollins into this, and then you could have Reigns turn on Rollins. But being where they are now, I, I still am looking forward to this uh, just with the build because it does raise a lot of questions. Why is Lesnar going to be on Raw the next night? Is Reigns, you know, Lesnar leaving? Um, will they let Reigns lose again? Um, so all that stuff's interesting. I think the crowd, the crowd has been more into Reigns lately, but I, I'm well, they're sure paying they're the gonna... fans though. I mean, come on. What's that? They're paying the fans. They're not paying the fans. <laughs> they're not paying fans. Who to... started that rumor? I think, uh, I saw something on CSR. They were talking about some fan was, I, I don't know. I got to go back and check it out, but they're not paying fans. That'd be ridiculous. One of the dumbest WWE rumors perhaps, <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I yeah, I, I'm I am looking forward to it, but I think the New York crowd is going to crap on this match. I, I think they're going to crap on Reigns, uh, even though you know the the fans have been giving Reigns a better response than he's had in a while lately. I think they're going to crap on on him in New York. I think you got to have Reigns win with the position you have him in. He, I think you have to. It makes him look so bad to not win at this point. How many times have we been saying that, though? I don't think it meant as much as this time because I don't. Th I don't think we've said that. Yeah, I guess Greatest Royal Rumble. It, it made sense, but they did pre protect Reigns with that loss. I think here you you have to do it. You can have Strowman cash in, but you got to have uh, you got to have Reigns win. Yeah. If not, he becomes the Becky Lynch of the men's division. Yeah, it just kills him, and you don't want to kill the your most pushed, you know, guy uh, in the company uh, like that. Yeah, this feels like a weak SummerSlam, all things considered. It's weird because just looking at it on paper, it looks pretty strong. Like if I I told you Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, you know, Lesnar versus Reigns, yeah, it's still the most pushed guy versus the you know Lesnar who's a beast. Um, you know, if I just read those matches to you, you'd be like, hell yeah, that's, that's awesome. But the build to, you know, at least two of those matches hasn't been quite that great. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Daniel Bryan in the Miz is the only story that I'm really invested in right now. Yeah. I almost feel like they need a step added to add a little interest to it because 
it, it just feels like it, it passed its uh, it passed its peak a while ago. You know, it's funny though. I barely know what's happening at Takeover, and I'm yet I'm, I'm pumped for Takeover. I'm like, oh, Takeover is going to be great. Yeah, Takeover should be great. It'll be interesting to see if Alistair Black can make it, um, given his given his recent injury and yet surgery. But uh, yeah, let's why don't we run down that real quick? I'll just uh, read the card here. So the main event, um, what we were saying is to think, um, this might be a spoiler. I'm a couple of weeks behind, so I don't know if they announce what the main event is. I think people know. Cover your ears if for some reason you're right, afraid cover of Cover your spoiled. ears, yeah. It's uh, Tommaso Ciampa defending the NXT title against Aleister Black and Johnny Gargano in a triple threat. And then, so I think my pick is uh, Ciampa. I think he's on a roll. It would be too soon to take the title off of him, although Gargano beating him would be it'd be a good uh, feel good story, but I could see Ciampa pinning black. And then you, you do the Gargano Ciampa title match at the next takeover. Yeah. we got that. Uh, Velveteen dream versus EC three. Uh, EC three has been one that I, I forget that he's there. He hasn't really been setting the world on fire. Uh, I think Velveteen dream on the other hand, hand has. So I think Velveteen dream. Um. Oh, I, I think Dream should win everything. Everything he ever does, <laughs> he's great. Uh, I, I, I like it's. It's isn't it weird with him? He's the one I was like, please don't call him up to the main roster. Just please leave him in NXT. I, man, I you know I feel like that with most of the NXT roster. I feel like they're doing so great, and there's so many of them I could see wasted on the main roster. That I really wish that with this new Fox deal. I was WWE. Give them NXT for nothing. You know, put it on FS1, get it more exposure. Because then when the TV rights come up again, you make it even someone, somewhat of a hit. That opens a whole new, you know, revenue stream. Yeah. You, could, you know, with the TV rights for that. And you can start, it makes the house shows bigger. You can do a lot more with NXT. Keep Vince's hands off of it, which might be tough if it, if they did get a national TV deal. But um. Oh, yeah. He's going to try and turn it into what 205 Live was for... Uh the first year um undisputed era versus mustache mountain for the tag team titles uh uh, i i think undisputed era retains yeah they already did the title change once so i i could i don't see them flipping it back again so undisputed era uh adam cole north american championship defense against ricochet interesting seismic mismatch there this is so this is the match of night for me the one i'm most looking forward to I think Adam Cole's a stu- superstar. It's just his size limits him with what we've seen on the main roster. Uh, but he's got a ton of charisma, uh, you know, ton of it, the the confidence of a top guy. And then Ricochet is Ricochet. He's freaking awesome. I love watching him, you know, wrestle. Um, I think Adam Cole's ready for the main roster. I think it's Ricochet. Oh, and their height isn't that different. Uh, Ricochet is 5'9", Adam Cole is only 6' even. So, okay, that's not too bad. But, yeah, I think Ricochet uh, should win this. Yeah, I think Ricochet probably wins here. Maybe they do a rematch. I just think Adam Cole, I think he's ready for the main roster. With, yeah. He's not. He's never going to be more uh, than what he is now. So, however they use him, it's going to be the same way a year down the line or now. So, um, I'm actually angry they're doing this again. Shayna Baszler versus Kerry Sane. Um, what have, what have your, been your thoughts on Baszler so far? She's nothing, man. I mean, she's good. She's dominant. She can wrestle, but as a character, 
it's just you know i mean like oscar had mystique as the champion shayna has no mystique shayna could badly use some mystique yeah i i do feel like uh, i don't know she i just feel like i i was more into her character before she won the title and then since winning the title it's done nothing for me so for that reason she just i find her kind of dull lately so for that reason i hope Kyrie saying yeah yeah you think Shayna goes to the main roster though i mean how are they gonna book that i don't think she's ready for it she's one of those that definitely needs more time and yeah. plus you know with these title matches they usually do a return match anyway so you know maybe they flip it again or do something but i definitely don't think she's ready for the main roster yeah and Carrie, I guess, yeah, I think Carrie's another one. Please keep her in NXT. I think the main roster, it will, it will be bad. Bad, bad, yeah. bad. Yeah, I agree. Oh, man. May Young Classic's coming up, though. It's That's taping tonight thing. and tomorrow. Wow. Um, like, Caitlin was backstage at uh, SmackDown last night. All the, uh, you know, a lot of the new recruits and stuff were at SmackDown. So, yeah, it'll be, uh, they're taping it tonight. They still haven't announced when it's going to air, but the announcers are going to be Renee Young. Um, Beth Phoenix and Mauro Ronaldo. Oh, on commentary. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So Renee Young getting a, a shot again. So that'll be awesome. Yeah. I like Renee on commentary. Um, well, one story we didn't cover. What's this Hogan NWO thing he's teasing for the same weekend as evolution? I don't know. We got, ex you know, we got photos up from, uh, we've got photos up on the site on wrestling Inc. Some exclusive photos that someone took at, at Hogan's beach shop. Uh, of Hogan, Nash, and Hall all sporting their NWO gear. Hogan had the the black beard, and they were filming something, and they, they filmed for a couple hours. Um, I was thinking, if it's a table for three, it seems weird to do it at Hogan's Beach, but they always could. <laughs> it, I mean, you know, it's something they could have filmed, uh, uh, whether it's a table for three or some NWO special, and then they air it the night after, you know, the night of evolution. So it keeps... <laughs> I'm sorry, that just seems so... Right? I mean, that's like talk about just crapping on like the women's moment. Like, no, no, no. it's like that you do. They always do a table for three after a pay per view. Yeah, that just seems like counter programming. You know, uh, yeah. I, th I, th I think that stuff sells. You, you look at the success of some like Bischoff's podcast, and right now, there's a lot of interest in that. So I think it, it'll yeah. draw different viewers to that event, maybe who might not otherwise watch it. <laughs> NWO fans. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, it's not. Don't forget that it's Hulk Hogan, uh, and uh, there. Think about how big it was when he came back. That was a huge news story. So, Hogan well, back on the WWE Network. You know, his first real new special or whatever. That would be. I mean, it'll be. It'll get a lot of attention for sure, and it'll draw more viewers to that that show. Yeah. Well, we'll see. See, I think after the reaction at Extreme Rules uh, online, the WWE. It seems like they backed off a little bit. Not if they're doing this NWO thing. Well, they, we, they can't be doing this NWO thing without, true. you know, Vince's approval. Yeah. They can't be filming anything because WWE owns the copyright. And Hogan's got some st other stuff upcoming. And so. yeah, Hogan was backstage at SmackDown yesterday. He was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I learned. I don't think I told you this yet, Raj. Uh, so I learned uh, he's shopping a podcast right now. No, that's not what I heard. Well, I, I heard William Morris or his agents are shopping a podcast to the networks. I heard he was contacted for a podcast, but he's, this is at least what Bischoff recently said that 
uh, or it was said on, I don't know, Conrad Thompson said it recently that Hogan's been contacted by a big company about doing a podcast. Well, I know, so I know, um, so I met with a company who was contacted by Hogan's people shopping the podcast. This oh. I did on. not know. I did not know that part. I had heard the uh, the other way around that he had gotten an offer. So, um, and man, there are so many of these podcasts now. <laughs> I mean, there I are. Can't be complaining. It's, it's kind of ironic since we're doing one right now as we talk about it. But oh yeah, no, I mean I'm amazed just the depth of the landscape. Um, and I think uh, I've also heard the great through the grapevine Hogan might be doing uh, an interview on a podcast soon. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you know, I will make sure Wrestling Inc. gets the details as soon as I'm allowed to uh, divulge something on that. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's a long time between now and uh, the end of October. Although it'll be here before we know it. Wow, August already, Raj. SummerSlam one week away. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, next week. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, next week they do more. <laughs> Wait, next week they get us interested right yeah. before um cool man well uh let's wrap for today and we'll be back here monday night me raj matt morgan talking monday night raw the go home for smackdown live i'm glenn rubenstein and we'll see you back here on the wrestling inc podcast take care this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.